Get your questions ready. The Fantasy Forecast with Anita Marks starts right now. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Fantasy Forecast Week 10. Hopefully you're uh, 8-1. Maybe you're 7-2. and two. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hope you're not 0-9. Uh, um, that would be god-awful, especially if you listen to this show each and every week. Um, <laughs> a lot to get to. Obviously, uh, I'll have for you players you need to be in the know about as we get closer, of course, to that 1130 active, inactive list that, uh, that of course, always comes out. We'll hear from Cynthia Freeland coming your way. Uh, at uh, at 7.30, we'll take your calls throughout 800-919-3776. And then, of course, as always, 8 o'clock, we kick off New York game day. Imani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum will join me on the show. Um, a lot to discuss there. Uh, not sure if we want to talk about uh, the X's and O's in the Giants-Dallas game, because I think we're all expecting them to get their butts handed to them uh, later on this afternoon. Um uh, obviously, the Jets uh, playing for a lot more than the Giants at this point and, and could be, hopefully, I'm sure NBC is hoping that it'll be uh, an entertaining game later on tonight as the Jets are in Sin City getting ready to take on the Raiders. So a lot of discussion around each team, obviously, uh, heading in, in polar opposite directions where at this stage in the game, uh, I think for the Giants, it's really all about uh, what's to come, the remainder of the season. Uh, I'll share with you where they stand right now in the uh, FPI percentage of uh, them getting a number one overall pick, top three, top five, top ten, uh, and what they can look forward to. Meanwhile, for the Jets, uh, trying, trying, to, trying to continue to be relevant, and let me call up the standings right here, in an, in an AFC East division that has not turned out the way that we had planned, right? You've got the Buffalo Bills sitting at 5-4, and four, and uh, they're coming off a loss. In fact, how about, how about every team in the AFC East lost last week? Uh, the Patriots are in a two-game losing streak. No surprise there. And uh, as the gentleman said before we started the show, don't forget, we've got a 9.30 start this morning. So uh, we want to get you locked and loaded for that. Not that it's going to be a riveting game. It's the Patriots against the Colts. And uh, and they're going to be in Germany. So for a second straight week, Germany foreign soil will be hosting that game. And that kicks off at 930. Uh, of course, the Jets lost last week to the Chargers. Uh, the Bills lost and the Miami Dolphins lost as well. So now Miami sitting at six and three, the Buffalo Bills at five and four, the Jets at four and four and the Patriots at two and seven. So the Patriots, as we know, pretty much out of uh, the discussion to potentially win the AFC East. But it's still for the taking, um, you know. I mean, it's not like I, my, the Miami Dolphins, and I said this last week, the Miami Dolphins have not beaten a team that's above 500, which means has a winning record since week three of last season. Not this season, week three of last season. So you want to have the discussion, are they a contender? Are they a pretender? I think you can. Right now, to me, they're a pretender. So until they beat a good team, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying into them. That's for sure. Uh, the Buffalo Bills have been struggling. They've got a lot of uh, injuries on the defensive side of the ball. And, uh, for whatever reason, the offense isn't clicking. If you want to say it's because Brian Dable isn't there and now we're seeing the warts of Ken Dorsey, who's now the offensive coordinator. Okay. Uh, I'll buy it. 
But, you know, neither of these teams are uh, juggernauts that are running away with this division. And the Jets really missed out on a, on a huge opportunity. They could be 5-3 and three right now. So, um, which is unfortunate. We'll see if they can get the deal done in Las Vegas against the Raiders tonight. Prime time. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, I had this discussion. And by the way, we've got Tom and Harvey who are producing the show this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you? Good. How's it going? It's uh, it's it's going, Harvey. How's how's your morning, my friend? Very good. I'm yeah, good. you okay? You okay? Yeah, I don't know where you're getting with this this whole thing that I'm upset or something like that. <laughs> you're laughing and all that. Very funny. Um, where where's Thomas? Tomas? Where's oh, Tomas? I'm I'm right here. I'm running the board. There you go. Um, so I had this discussion on which was daily wager. By the way, really excited. ESPN bet is launching the uh, sportsbook app, ESPN Bet. So now you'll be able to wager. ESPN Bet will be competing here in New Jersey um, against a, a number of other sportsbooks. Uh, unfortunately, not in New York, but in New Jersey, a, a number of states. And so ESPN Bet is going to launch on Tuesday. So therefore, Daily Wager now has become ESPN Bet. So our, our TV program... Uh, now has the same imaging and feel and vibe as the ESPN Sportsbook app. And so that launched on Friday. So Daily Wager now has become ESPN Bet. And so on ESPN Bet, we had the conversation in regard to uh, how insane the unders have been this season. And if, if you look at the trends, they're, they're ridiculous. Unders are now 84-52-1. That's 62%. Um... Through, through nine weeks since 1991. Monday night football unders are 10-1 and one this season. Monday night football unders are 10-1 and one this season. And um, night games are 23-7 and seven to the under. The last two years, 63-29. and 29. So unders have just been insane. And for a number of reasons... Um, and a big one is just, let's be honest, bad play. Do you know that there were 14, did you guys know this? There were 14 teams last week that started backup quarterbacks, 14 of the 32. Well, Isn't I know that, ins- well, I know that now that that's insane. Like four, that, like I, I don't, is that's unprecedented? Has that ever? Oh yeah, absolutely. Before? Absolutely. It's unprecedented. And out of those 14 games that had backup quarterback starting, uh, the average total was 42 points. In the, entire, in the entire game, both teams combined, you're yep, saying? Yep, 42 points. 10 of those 14. So again, and, and I, just, I just want people to marinate in this. So last week, week nine, 14, 14 teams had backup quarterbacks starting for them. Okay, 10 of those 14 teams in their games, the over under average was 42 points. Okay, and just to kind of give you the year 2020 was in in the last decade, 2020 was the year that a lot of points were being scored. The average was 50 points a game. But keep in mind, it was the COVID year. There were no fans in the stands. Okay. So uh, just to kind of give you an idea. And when you look at the over-unders, 
that are out there, you know, we're, we're having a lot of conversations this year in regard to, oh, wow, that's a really like, okay, so the Indianapolis Colts and the Patriots, uh, 43, the over, over-under is 43. Again, I just shared with you, now Gardner Minshew is a backup quarterback. So the average is happening at 42. Both these offenses have not been great. Defenses, especially the Colts defense, has struggled against the passing game. Is this the get-right game for Mac Jones? Possibly. Um, the uh, and I'm I'm just I'm going through like I'm looking at at, at the games where we're going to be seeing a backup quarterback. Uh, the Saints and the Minnesota Vikings over under is 41. Joshua Dobbs is going to get the start for the Vikings. Okay. Um, Tennessee Titans and the Bucks. Over under 39. Will Levis is going to get the start for the Tennessee Titans. Look at these over-unders. Odds makers are adjusting. There's no denying that. Um, again, I'm I'm just I'm looking at at over-unders here. Over-under in the Giants Dallas Cowboys game, 38 and a half. Obviously, DeVito can't make his freaking bed. How are we going to expect him to throw a touchdown pass today against this Dallas Cowboys defense? Please don't get me started. Ridiculous. Um, what else? And here, the Jets-Raiders game over under 36 points. So, as we know, the Raiders uh, have benched Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Aiden O'Connell getting the start for them. So, uh, just to kind of, like, these are, this is unprecedented. This is, this is, th- these over-unders are insane. And again, I, I think, A, really bad quarterback play, Okay. Uh, B, um, really bad, I think, offensive coordinating. Um, C, the new rules that have been implemented, the way that games are being called, believe it or not, these days now benefit more on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball. Also, we're seeing, if you're looking, if and, and I know, that, well, actually, it is, it is a, we're heading into week 10. This is a solid sample size. Um, defenses are not blitzing that much like we have seen in years past. Defenses typically, and this is a copycat league, I know that, defenses typically are playing a lot of zone, soft zone coverage and not blitzing. They want to have at least five DBs back there as opposed to, you know, eight guys with their ears pinned up getting after the quarterback. That has been more, so. So what's happening is it's 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 a, a, a slow, methodical game as opposed to uh, you know there's there's very there's less explosive passing plays, less explosive plays. So therefore, teams aren't scoring as much, which means that they're eating up more time of possession. So I, I mean, there's a laundry, and, and I'll even go back to, you know, um, even at the start of the season before all these injuries happened, and we had all these backup quarterbacks. You know, you're talking about teams that don't play their players in preseason. So are these guys really ready for the start of the season? Absolutely not. They're not. And it takes a lot more time for an offense to get up to speed than a defense because so much more goes into offensive play calling and scheming and all the things. So now you've got a real slow start to the season. Teams don't really find an offensive identity until they're like three, four, five weeks into the season. Because they're not uh, really treating training camp and the preseason like we saw in years past. So I could go on and I mean, there's a laundry list as to why uh, this is happening. 
but um you know i i just i i, I find it i find it quite interesting and i find it quite an, intriguing and this will be a topic that i'm going to tee up for both Amani Toomer and Mike Tannenbaum. I know this is our fantasy football hour, but I, I, I thought it'd be worth, you know, the mention in, in talking about that because here's another reason why. A lot of times, if I'm on the fence, you know, somebody will call and say, hey, Anita, I want to, should I start this guy or that guy? Should I start this wide receiver or that wide receiver? Should I start? So a lot of times, if I'm truly on the fence about a player, what I'll do is I'll go online and I'll look at the over-under total and I'll play the player who's playing in the game that has the higher over-under total. Why? Because odds makers are saying they think a lot of points are going to be scored in that game. They think it's going to be a higher scoring game. Therefore, the player that I am on the fence about more than likely will have a better opportunity to score a touchdown if not move the chains and, um, and help benefit my fantasy football roster. You know, when all else fails, look the over-under total in the matchups between the players that you're trying to decide upon. And, and, and this year, it's like, it's been difficult to do that because there, you, we're not seeing a lot of like over under 57 and a half points. We're not seeing that. In fact, let me, uh, let me see what's the, uh, what's the highest over under total today. Uh, 47 in the Texans Bengals game. 48 and a half in the Lions Chargers game. Uh, 46 and a half in the Denver Bulls game. Buffalo Bills, sorry. Buffalo Bills game. So, so the, the highest over-under total is today is the Texans and the Bengals, and that's at 47. And keep in mind, this is a, a Bengals uh, offense. T. Higgins is expected to be out. I'm hearing that um, Jamar Chase is going to give it a go. And also, the Texans have 23 players on their injury list. 23 players on their injury list. And Nico Collins is not going to play today. So just, just food for thought. Very, very interesting. Another thing I wanted to mention is I do each and every week when we start at 7 o'clock, and that is my love for Drake May. Uh, 28 of 43, 342 yards, uh, tossed a touchdown, one interception. He also ran the ball 12 times for 22 yards and uh, two touchdowns on the ground. Just unbelievable. If you watched, this went into double overtime and pretty much uh, Drake May put this team on his shoulder pads and won this for them. So now this is a UNC team. They're sitting at eight and two. Uh, four and two in the conference, and uh, and and they beat Duke last night, forty-seven to forty-five. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because I'm a huge Drake May fan. I've been screaming Drake May since the beginning of the uh, the college football season, and it just so happens now this is a Giants team uh, that is in the running to potentially get the number one overall pick. And if they do, considering the injury history now that we've seen with Daniel Jones. Uh, the fact that now it's an ACL and he will not be ready to go week one of next year's NFL season. And I think this is a, a regime regime with uh, Shane, Joe Shane and uh, Brian Dable that I think they do, they do need to select their quarterback of the future because let's be honest, Daniel Jones is not it. And, and I'm prefacing, listen, if you listen to me, you know I'm the biggest Daniel Jones fan. I love the kid. I just, I, I think that, the the Giants have done him way wrong in so many ways. And I just, I think he's beyond repair here. 
And I think he needs to go somewhere else. So um, I, I love this young man, Drake May. I think he's special. I think he's been kissed by God. Um, and if the Giants are in a position to draft him, God bless. Uh, because this young man could turn out to be like a Justin Herbert 2.0. And who wouldn't want a Justin Herbert 2.0 on their roster? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. It is uh, Fantasy Forecast here on 98.7 ESPN. Again, a reminder, we'll hear from Cynthia Freeland coming your way in about uh, six plus minutes. And, uh, and we kick off New York game day. Top of the hour at 8 o'clock with Amani Toomer and Mike Tannenbaum. Let's get to your calls uh, because we've got quite a few. I promise probably after Cynthia Freeland, after we hear from Cynthia, I'll give you the player news and updates you need to be in the know about. Let's go to Shelton in Staten Island. Shelton, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning, Anita. I hope you're having an awesome week. At the quarterback position, uh, what say you? Will... Will Levis or Trevor Lawrence? Thank you and good luck. Ooh, ooh. Way to come off strong. First call right out the bat. Um, I, I think you've got to go Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, one thing about the San Francisco 49ers defense is uh, they have been able to be had in the passing game. Um, both these teams coming off of a bye. I think Doug Peterson is going to have something teed up real nice. Uh, for Trevor Lawrence. I, I actually like the over in this game. It's at 44 and a half. A lot of people are going to play the under because the 49ers add Chase Young along Bosa, blah, 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 blah. I like the over here. I think this is a sneaky good play. Um, so I like both the quarterbacks. I think Will Levis is going to be, I think Will Levis is a great DFS play today in, in uh, on DFS along with Sam Howe, by the way. But uh, but I would I would roll with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, let's go to Eli. Eli, welcome in. Hey, Nito, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, my flex position. Um, would you go with a struggling James Cook against Denver, or would you go Drake London? Ooh. Uh, again, I, I'm going to have Cynthia Freeland on uh, on momentarily, and I know she's really big on uh, on Drake London. But I just, you know, volume-wise, I, I think you've got to go with Cook. 
but uh, but definitely tune in. Coming your way in just a few minutes, Cynthia Freeland. She always joins me on Saturday, and I clip off our conversation when we're talking fantasy football, and I replay it for you each and every uh, Sunday morning uh, because she's so knowledgeable, and I know she is on Drake London. So stay tuned for that, but my selection would be James Cook. Let's go to Sin, calling in from the city. That's cute. Um, Sin, welcome in. Good morning, Anita. Good morning. I have uh, two questions for you. Um, Mm -hmm. My wide receiver's two spot. Would you go Zay Flowers, Jacoby Myers, or Noah Brown? Um, You definitely got to go Zay Flowers. Um, And I I think Noah Brown is a sneaky good play today. So, um, you know, especially against, and thanks for the phone call, especially against that Jets defense. Uh, that I think obviously you're going to put a, a, a much more valiant effort uh, against the Raiders than we saw the Giants defense, who I think they gave up. I'm going to ask Amani Toomer about that, but I think the Giants defense gave up last week as soon as uh, Daniel Jones went down. So I would go Noah Brown. I think he's a sneaky good play this week. Let's go to Sharif in Staten Island. Sharif, welcome in. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, I have a flex... And I already got um, Schultz and Ingram, but I also have an extra flex. Um, I was thinking about Demario Douglas or Hunter Henry. Ooh. Um, Well, first things first, Dalton Schultz is my favorite tight end this week. So love that you have him active and attractive. I think he he has, I don't know, I think he very well can put up... um, maybe six, seven receptions for over 100 yards and and finds the end zone. I like both Douglas and Hunter Henry, but here's the thing. Um, The the Colts are really, really uh, weak against opposing tight ends. And I think whenever whenever Hunter Henry is a big part of the game plan, that's when the the Patriots win. They've got to get him active. So I think there's going to be a bigger, bigger push from the Patriots to get Hunter Henry uh, active and attractive in this matchup against the Colts. Um, so to, hashtag champagne problems. I like both dudes, uh, but if, if I, I, I lean more towards Hunter Henry just because of the matchup. Okay, just because of the matchup. Kevin, got to make it quick. What's your, what's your question? I need a um, CJ Stroud over Justin Herbert this week. No. Okay. Thank you, Anita. No. Yeah, you got it. No, you're not benching Justin Herbert. No, no, no. Although I do like CJ Stroud. Um, he doesn't have Nico Collins. I think uh, Tank Dell and Noah Brown and Schultz, I think they're going to be playing from behind. I think he's going to pass the ball a lot. So I do like CJ Stroud, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't bench Justin Herbert for him. Um... Again, quick break. We come back. We'll hear from Cynthia Freeland. I've got your news and notes for the players that you need to be in the know about as we get closer to 1130, the active-inactive list. And I'll continue with your calls. 800-919-3776. Mike and Hebstead, you will be first up when we get back. It's Fantasy Forecast here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to Fantasy Forecast here on 98.7 ESPN. As always, uh, Cynthia Freeland joins me each and every Saturday afternoon, and we end that discussion talking fantasy football, and I always like to play that clip for you because Cynthia always gives such phenomenal fantasy football advice, and we start with the quarterbacks, and the first one I teed up for for her was Sam Howell. Why? Love Washington and Seattle. I love the over in this matchup. I think a lot of points are going to be scored here. I think both these quarterbacks are going to grip it and rip it. So, Cynthia, your thoughts on Sam Howell and other quarterbacks in Week 10 in fantasy football? Well, obviously, I'm looking at Jared Goff because I think that's going to be a, I told you that I thought you pass against the Chargers defense. I think that'll be a higher scoring game than maybe we're thinking about. So I like him as well. I'm totally with you. Um, and looking Washington's way against against Seattle, although I do, and perhaps this plays into fantasy well, I do have Seattle with a pretty big win there, at least a touchdown win. So that plays into a game script of potentially more passing later in the game. Um, keep an eye on some of these people who have been really good of late, but have missing pieces on their offense. For example, CJ Stroud is a guy who I really love, but the entire Houston Texans team is on the injury report, including Nico Collins. So just be careful, especially against the Bengals secondary that might not be a play like I might fade that you know in in favor of a guy like Sam Howell or Jared Goff or for example yeah 23 players 23 players on the Houston Texans um (laughs) there's only 53 so only 30 and by the way seven of those are starters so you know there's only 53 people on the roster so that's a pretty significant percentage (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, that is. Uh, in, in regard to running backs, again, I'm with you. Tony Pollard, I, I think, is going to have a field day against the Giants. Um, I really like him a lot. Who are some of the other running backs you're eyeing that might not be so obvious? Yeah, I mean, look, David Montgomery coming back, people, people like, is he okay? Jameer Gibbs, play them both. I think that's a the, the prudent thing to do in that situation. I might take a flyer, like, because there's so many good teams that are on a buy this week you might have to take a flyer with like a Tajay Spears or something like that it's not ideal but remember he's played on third down a ton which is often a very key down and you get a lot of pass catches for that for PPR so I'm not as keen on trying to be too tricky with running backs this week like don't like Dalvin Cook's the world I'm I'm fearful of that because I don't I don't necessarily think that's going to be great I told you I liked Brees Hall but you know stay in stay in smart like smart situations like Tajay Spears. Um, in regard to, uh, to to wide receivers, I know you mentioned Nico Collins is out. Tank Dell obviously has been a stud, but Noah Brown. I Noah think Brown, be, yes. Right? I think he could be a sneaky good play this week, right? Noah Brown and then that same game on the other side, Tyler Boyd, because remember Jamar Chase, he was hurt before even T. Higgins got hurt this past week in practice. You know, Jamar Chase, they said it on the broadcast, it's going to hurt coming down. Chris Collinsworth said it. And you know what? Turns out it did hurt his back coming down. So I would think Tyler Boyd could have a nice game in this one too. Who are some of the other wide receivers you're looking at? You know, I, I'm looking to see like 
what do I think is going to happen? A lot of times, one of the bigger questions that I think is worth looking at are what happens in Jacksonville. I mean, both of those, like there's so many, you're, you have a good defensive front. Absolutely. But they're still going to need to throw the ball. I think this is going back to a Calvin Ridley situation. I understand that, you know, look, Evan Ingram could be a good option, but I still think it's Calvin Ridley in this matchup just due to how precise his route running is. And that to me makes the biggest difference. He has burned me this year in fantasy. It's I know it's, he's tough, but if oh, if Drake London ends up and ends up playing, I I know that Atlanta has been a, a really big nightmare for fantasy. But if Drake London's playing, I think this is a situation where they feel a little bit more pressure than normal, and I think Drake London is helps relieve some of that pressure. All right, last but not least, let's talk tight ends. Uh, Jake Ferguson, I love you, call him Fergie. Uh, he's the mm-hmm. he's been the most targeted tight end in the red zone this season. And again, going up against the Giants, I might even play a little anytime touchdown with Fergie as well as Pollard against the Giants. We'll see. Uh, but what, what tight ends do you like this week? Well, I'm trying to look like, I don't think, I hope that if Ferguson's available in your fantasy league, go pick him up. Even if you don't need a tight, like just do it, make it so that no one else can get him. That is what I will say about that. Now, if someone that you could look for in DFS, if you wanted to go lower priced, or if you potentially avert your ears, Jets listeners, uh, Michael Mayer, that could be a really good opportunity for Aiden O'Connell to target a guy with a quicker pass. We saw him throw the ball super quick last week and the Jets have given up some points to opposing tight ends. So I'm, I'm not, calling the touchdown necessarily but if you are desperate for a tight end may i introduce you to the former notre dame tight end michael mayer all right i want to thank cynthia freeland for joining us here on 98.7 espn you're listening to fantasy forecast uh phone number 800-919-3776 now's the time to get on board get those calls in i'll answer as many as i can leading up to 8 a.m where of course we we kick off new york game day with Amani tumor and Mike Tannenbaum getting you ready for both the Giants, uh, <laughs> angst, <laughs> um, going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, could it be a beatdown? I think many of us think that it will be. And of course, the big Sunday night game with the Jets in Las Vegas, Sin City, baby, going up against the Raiders. We'll break it down. We'll be spending the next three hours with you there as well. New York game day kicking off at 8 a.m. Right here on 98.7. ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We've got quite a few calls on hold, so let me rip through this. Uh, Quarterback-wise, as we know, Daniel Jones is out. DeVito's going to get the start. What does that mean? I I don't know. Maybe Saquon Barkley would be the only player that I would recommend uh, you play uh, for the Giants. Um... Kyler Murray is going to get his uh, debut, his season debut for Arizona today. So uh, I play in a two-quarterback league, and I've got him starting as my uh, my second quarterback in both of those. We'll see what he can do, hopefully a lot. Uh, Will Levis getting another start for Tennessee. I do like him this week. Matthew Stafford, uh, game-time decision. Keep in mind, they did sign, uh, they, br- they brought in Carson Wentz. We'll see what happens there. Uh, neglected to say, we've got uh, Kansas City, the Rams, and Miami, and the Eagles all on a bye. So four teams on a bye, and some really good players. Again, Kansas City, by the way, did you see the video of uh, of Travis Kelsey surprising Taylor Swift in Argentina at her concert? Did you guys see that? Bueller, anyone? 
Okay. Uh, Kansas City, the Rams, Miami, and the Eagles are uh, are all on a bye. Uh, in regard to wide receivers, Josh Downs, wide receiver for the Colts. Again, that game kicks off at 930, is expected to play. So that's good news. Justin Jefferson, I know a number of us, including me, were hoping that he would come off of IR, but that is not the case. Uh, so he will not be active and attractive today. So more of Jordan Addison, more of TJ Hawkinson. And interesting to see, you know, how Josh Dobbs does in that offense. Uh, as I said earlier, Nico Collins is out because of a calf. Love uh, Tank Dell. And also Noah Brown, I think, is a sneaky good play this week if you're desperate for a wide receiver. But probably my favorite is uh, is Dalton Schultz, the, uh, the tight end. Really, really great matchup uh, this week. Uh, Jamar Chase dealing with a back issue. I don't know, conflicting reports. Uh, some folks are saying that he is going to play. Some folks are saying that he's not going to play. Some folks say he's going to give it a chance, but also you've got T Higgins who is out. So Tyler, Taylor Boyd, um, and, um, uh, Trenton Irwin, Trenton Irwin could be a sneaky good play, especially if Jamar Chase is out. We already know that T Higgins is out. Zay Jones is out for Jacksonville. So another could be another big game for Christian Kirk, by the way. Debo Samuel has been activated, so he should be active and attractive this week against Jacksonville. We'll see what he can do. So uh, wide receivers. uh, Also, um, Wilson, wide receiver for the Cardinals. Keep an eye on him. I'm really curious. This young man is very, very talented. And with Murray there, I'm really curious what him and McBride are going to be able to do with Murray there. Keep an eye on that. Also, some news. Friday night, Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the Saints, was arrested, got into some kind of altercation with a construction worker. Uh, They were doing work outside his house, and he was really upset. They wouldn't move their vehicle, what have you. So he was arrested. So keep an eye on that. Not sure if any type of um, uh, issue, the Saints benching him. I I don't know. Just keep an eye on on the latest with Michael Thomas because he was arrested on Friday. Um, Just FYI. Running backs, the Baltimore Ravens now a three-headed monster in the backfield. And this rookie Mitchell was just uber explosive last week. Uh, So uh, really, really like him. Man, the Ravens, one of the most complete teams in the NFL. Watch out. In Detroit, Montgomery is back. So uh, I I think that we're really going to get a 50-50 in that backfield where we're going to see a lot of Gibbs, especially in the passing game. But hopefully we get Montgomery back in action uh, with goal line carries, and he scores a few touchdowns for us today. Cam Akers is out for the season because of an Achilles. It's a shame. Uh, Pierce is out uh, as well, so therefore another hev- heavy load for Singletary in that backfield. Um, James Conner back in action for Arizona. So how about that? Arizona getting Murray and James Conner back in action today. Interesting. Uh, In regard to uh, tight ends, Njoku is dealing with a knee but is expected to play for Cleveland. And TJ Hawkinson was dealing with some kind of ailment but is expected to play as well. As we know, Darren Waller is still on IR. All right. uh, We've got about 10 minutes left before we kick off New York game day. So uh, let's try to get as many calls in as we can. So uh, let's start first and foremost with Mike in Hempstead. Mike, welcome in. What's your question? Morning, Anita. Uh, have Brian Robinson Jr. or Gus Edwards? Uh, you have Brian Robinson or Gus Edwards. Um, I, I would go. I would go Brian Robinson here. Um, 
I, I do like Edwards, and I think Edwards scores a touchdown. I just, the fact that now that Mitchell was just so uber uh, impressive and Harbaugh spoke to the media this week and did say that they're going to be operating as a three-headed monster in that backfield now. Uh, I just think, I just, I don't think the volume is going to be there for Edwards, but I do believe that the, that the Ravens are going to continue to use him in the red zone and on the goal line. So I can see Edwards, uh, you know, carrying the ball maybe five times for, I don't know, 15 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I can see that happening. Uh, Let's go to Linda. Fantastic. Linda for the second straight week in a row. Linda. Did I did I not set you straight? Did I not give you good advice with Taysom Hill? Did Taysom oh Hill? Oh my gosh! Yes, did Taysom did. Hill Thank help you. you win your matchup last week? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh man, fantastic! Well, I love I love the way the love the way the Saints are. You, you, I love the way the Saints are utilizing him right now. I I actually exactly. I picked him up because I lost Darren Waller in a lot of leagues. So I I, actually, I, I picked him I picked him up in two leagues this week. I've, I'm starting Taysom Hill this week. So I'm, what do you got for I'm me this week? I'm starting him again. I need to know Will Levis or Josh Dobbs. Ooh, I'd go Will Levis. Okay. Yeah. Any reason why? Is it because yeah? Of the I mean, listen, this will be his third game, and he they 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 are te- they are not holding him back. They're saying grip it and rip it, young man. That's what they're saying. And so I think him and, and, and Hopkins can have a big game against, against the Tampa Bay Bucs. Tampa Bay Bucs, their secondary is pretty beat up. So uh, I'd, I'd go Will Levis. Man, he's fun. And he's also going to get you some, some, uh, some scrambling yards as well. Let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. Tommy, you're up. Good morning. I got, I got two quick ones for you. Um, okay. So... I stashed the 49ers defense when they were on the bye, and mm. I picked up the Colts, and they absolutely saved me last week. Who do I roll with this week? Because I still, I still have both of them. Because um, the Colts are against New England, who I don't think are great. And yeah, but the Colts, the Colts are dealing, the Colts are dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, the Colts are dealing with a lot of injuries in their secondary. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, listen, I was in lockstep with you all summer about Darren Waller but having a monster year, so I had to just eat crow and drop him. Um, so I have, I have Gerald Everett. Do you think it's worth hitting the waiver wire and getting somebody else if I if, can? If Hunter, if Hunter Henry is available, if Schultz is available, well, well, if, Mc, if, yeah, Mc, but, if McBride is available. Nine, Hunter Henry is available, but he's playing oh, at go 930. Get him. Go get him. Will, go get him. Will that, will that That's a no-brainer. Drop? That's a no-brainer. Okay. All right, I'll roll with that. Thank you. And de- and defense wise, that's a toss. That's a toss up for me because you're looking at a Colts defense. Their secondary is pretty beat up, and Mac Jones has been struggling. You know, I, I would go with the 49ers, especially now that they added uh, Young. Uh, that that's who I would roll with. Uh, let's go to Steve in Red Bank. Steve, welcome in. Hey, good morning, Anita. Thanks for taking my call. I got two quick ones if you can. Um. <laughs> I, I also, uh, like your previous call, I'm very high on Taysom Hill. So in my flex, would you go David Montgomery or Taysom Hill? Ooh, that's tough. So here's the thing. I, I love, I love the, I love the way that the saints are utilizing Taysom Hill now. And, and here's why Steve, 
Derek Carr struggles in the red zone. So they're like, okay, what are we going to do? Let's bring in a red zone specialist in Taysom Hill. So, you know, so to me, this is a toss up, right? Because I think where we're going to see David Montgomery is in the red zone, right? Both these guys are going to be utilized in the red zone. So, and, and you got Taysom Hill, who's also throwing the ball. He's running the ball. I'd go Taysom Hill just because of, you know, the last two weeks, what we've seen, the Saints are saying, we're in the red zone. We're going to give the ball to Taysom Hill because Derek Carr can't score in the red zone. So I'd go Taysom Hill. Sounds good. And then, um, so you and Cynthia just threw me through a loop. Um, I'm kind of going the other way. Which I have Seattle's defense or Cleveland. Cleveland, you know, divisional game, but very tough matchup. But I'm thinking Seattle coming off that bad loss at home. Sam Howell's going to have trouble throwing through that noise. And they just got Leonard mm-hmm. Williams. I don't know if he played last week. What uh, What do you think there? No, Seattle listen. Here, here's 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 the th- here's the thing. Here's the thing. You want to go Seattle defense? Mm-hmm. I get it. Sam Howell holds the ball too long. Are they going to get sacks? Absolutely, they're going to get sacks. Uh, but I think I think this this is going to be a Washington Commanders team who's going to be playing from behind, and I think Sam Howell's going to grip it and rip it as well. And I so I like I like Sam Howell in regard to fantasy quarterback with. Passing yards, passing attempts, um, you know, I, I, I think that's going to be there for the taking for him just because of garbage time, quote unquote, possibly in the fourth quarter. But yeah, I, I can see why you'd want to go um, Seattle defense over, over the Browns, especially how, how great um, Lamar Jackson has been playing. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Eric in New York. Eric, good morning. Hi, Anita. How you doing? Fantastic. Thank Anita, you. Um, so I was listening to you guys talk up Ferguson, who I drafted, but I picked up Laporta on the first week, and now I've got those two good tight ends. I'm wondering who you think is going to do better this week. Yeah, here's the thing, Laporta and we're going to get into the, the Giants. Chargers. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into uh, we're gonna get into uh, um, the the Giants Dallas matchup. Uh, Jake Ferguson is the most targeted tight end in the red zone this season. I think the Giants are gonna march up. I, I think the Dallas Cowboys are gonna march up and down the field at will today against this Giants defense. Adoree Jackson is out. Do they get Ojolari back? I think they do, but of course, as we know, they traded Leo Williams. Um. And this is a Dallas Cowboys team. They don't take their foot off the throttle, especially Jerry Jones shoving it up John Mara's behind, which we know he'll love to do. So I think there's no stopping Dallas. I think Tony Pollard scores a touchdown. I think Fergie scores a touchdown. I think CeeDee Lamb scores a touchdown. My best bet today, and early bird gets the worm on Daily Wager slash the new ESPN bet show, uh, is Dallas Cowboys over 25 and a half team total points today. I think they rack up. Listen, they, they put up 40 against a healthy Giants team in week one. What do you think they're going to do? They average 40 points at home. So uh, so, so to me, it's, it's, it's Fergie. That's who I would roll with. And listen, Laporta is great. Laporta is great as well. I just think the matchup and the fact that uh, Ferguson is the most red zone targeted tight end in the NFL. I, I think that's where you roll. Let's go to Danny in Long Island. Danny, good morning. Good morning. Either. On my way to pickleball. I got a question for you. I got a lot of people <laughs> out. Uh, uh, 
I did pick up that wide receiver from Cincinnati because I had the uh, the Texans guy who went down. My question for you is, I have Purdy listed as my starter. I wake up this morning, I see that Geno Smith and Heineke are also out there. Which one do you think I should go with? Oh, I love Geno Smith. I was thinking the same thing because the Jags, the Jags defense is – it's pretty good. It's a road game. Purdy's showed a little crack in the armor lately. Geno is home. I, I think I'm going to have to make that switch. Oh, I love Geno Smith this week. Let's go to Mark in Lindbrook. Mark, good morning. Nina, good morning. I have a question here. Uh, so I have I have Taysom Hill and and my and Laporta right as my flex and, and my uh, tight end spot, mm-hmm. but I have um, Tank Dell as my wide receiver. Garrett Wilson is my wide receiver. Um, I was thinking of picking up uh, Noah Brown, I think his name is, um, because Nico Collins is out. And should I bench one of my tight ends? Not Hill. I, I think Laporta is not really getting the ball a lot over there because Montgomery's coming back too. If I'm going to run the ball and catch out of the backfield, I'm thinking. So what do you think? Yeah, I would play. I would play Noah Brown. I think that there's more upside for Noah Brown than Laporta. So that's what I would do. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 